This episode of Clinic Gym Radio is brought to you by Clinic Gym Connect. Just go to clinicgymconnect.com to learn more. But Clinic Gym Connect is a wonderful, amazing communication system that you can use in your clinic to grow. All growth has to start around communication and Clinic Gym Connect makes that easy. With two-way text-based communication, the ability to send out review links, the ability to wow your patients, provide great customer service, follow up more efficiently, faster, and using the method of communication your patients are already using, which is text messaging. You can learn more again at clinicgymconnect.com. Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I have spent the last 12 years trying to find the perfect model of musculoskeletal healthcare. And I think I found it. I think it's combining chiropractic care with excellent rehab skills and then transitioning those patients into an exercise program at a gym where there's great communication between you and the people running the gym. We call that the clinic gym hybrid model. And over the last two years, we've really been trying to perfect it with the goal of having 100 clinic gym hybrid facilities opening up here in the U.S. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm excited today to be joined by Erica Zeal. Erica, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Dr. Josh, for having me on your show today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, I wanted to have you on because I think that you are uh, giving some great instruction around working with like the most motivated population on the face of the earth who often gets ignored by clinics and gyms. And that is women in the pre and postpartum period of their life. You know, that season of their life when they're pregnant and, uh, and delivery and right after they, they deliver all the issues that rise there. I think there is just pure gold there for anybody that owns a clinic or a gym. And so I'm hoping we can talk about some of the tips that you have for, for folks to work in that population and what to do if they do work in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you so much. I'm super excited to, to share some great information today. So good. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I was just talking to somebody over the weekend and they were saying that target for a long time, uh, did a bunch of marketing research to find out like who is their absolute best customer. And they found out that it's a woman from the time she finds out she's pregnant to one year after childbirth. That is the absolute best customer. They don't care about price. They're willing to buy the organic, all natural, whatever the upgraded thing is. They are constantly shopping at Target, you know, for everything from multivitamins and, uh, and uh, cribs and formula and sheets and, you know, organic foods, et cetera, et cetera. So anybody that's overlooking this population, man, I think is not thinking about the big picture. They need it too. They need the support. And especially when we start talking about how their body feels. <laughs> yeah. She definitely, she definitely needs some extra care during this time. And um, Absolutely. Yeah. So give us a little bit of your backstory. Like how did you kind of decide to start working in this population? Uh, you know, what was the, yeah, so, the path forward for you? So um, it goes back to college for me. I was studying exercise science and I don't even know exactly when, but I came across um, Dr. James Clapp's book about, that was all about prenatal exercise. He was kind of our first, you know, researcher that combined like, oh, what 
that exercise during pregnancy can actually be really good for moms, right? And a lot of that research was from the 80s. um, And a lot of it is still really, really relevant today. So that was like the first of my interest in prenatal exercise way before I even ever was like wanting to be a mom or thinking about having kids myself. Um, And, you know, in college, I did a ton of research um, geared around pregnancy and prenatal exercise. A lot of my papers were geared around that. Um, And I was just fascinated by it. I actually started working with prenatal women when I was still in college, started my own little like mini business, you know, and stuff like that. And then um, moved out to California and added Pilates uh, training to my list, which kind of felt like a whole other degree on its own. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and you know, then it was still working with pregnant women as well as, you know, I work, I've worked with a lot of other populations as well, but I just like my heart. I love working with pre and postnatal, um, women because there's so much that we can do and offer for her that can literally change her life. Her quality of life can have a positive and profound effect on baby. Um, her birth experience and her postpartum recovery. And it can be super profound from the point of like, we can help her to mentally feel so much better in that postpartum period by what she does and how she feels during pregnancy and her recovery after. So like, there's this huge correlation um, between what she's doing and not just from a like physical movement exercise, you know, from exercise, which is really what I started um, when I was interested was like, okay, we, you know, it was more about cardio and like that type of research. And then over the years, I started discovering a lot more about, oh, all these ailments, right. That women were dealing with, you know, pelvic floor dysfunction, diastasis recti and all the aches and pains and back pain, right. Being the common one of like, Oh, well, that's just normal because you're a mom now and you're, you're pregnant or whatever. And I'm like, "Eh -eh." like, I like to always um, question all of that and be like, does it really have to be part of it? And to date I worked with so many women um, because I also have online programs, right? So I've now worked with thousands of women to date. And even if we can't fully get rid of pain and dysfunction during pregnancy, we can dramatically improve it. We can prevent it. And I've worked with women that had excruciating pain before she got pregnant. Um, And then once she was pregnant and started working with me, we actually were able to get rid of the pain. So I always like to like, you know, all those myths over all the years that I've worked to debunk. Um, And yeah, I just started exploring more about fascia and our deep core, which of course, then that's where the pelvic floor conversation always tends to come in. So it's just been a little bit of like, kind of self and self-professional exploration outside the box where it didn't all, you know, I started in college, but after that, it was more of like, just really being kind of, you know, intuitively gravitating towards, wow, I'm really fascinated by this. Let me learn more, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of compiling things together. So yeah, yeah I'm a mom of three myself too. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but you so were well-versed in it by the time you finally uh, delivered, huh? Uh, with my first... Not as much as obviously by the time I had my third. And it was a little bit of of going through my own experiences that also helped pique my personal interest to be like, oh, I need to learn more about this. Or because of something that happened, I was like, oh, let's understand more about, you know, all all of this and the movement and the deep core. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, as you were talking, it's funny. Like I was thinking that guy that uh, you said wrote the book on exercise for uh, during pregnancy I think not only did he have great information, but probably also gutsy because I bet I can just picture his like attorney going, dude, do not, do not mess with this. Like the most dangerous time, you know, from a lawsuit perspective is working with pregnant women. Don't do it. Don't do it. And everybody's like, no, they need it. 
because I remember those, like, you know, when uh, uh, even my wife, so we had our, our first kid in 09. So she was pregnant in 08. And it was still like, you can exercise, but not too intensely. And you can do this, but not so much. And it's like, give me a break. Like the, the body is incredibly resilient. And among the most resilient things on earth are either newborn babies or pregnant mothers. Like, yeah, I agree you know? with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, why are we doing this? Like, Oh, for, yeah, this like thought of like, Oh, they're super fragile and all this. It's like, well, uh, I don't know about the fragility part. Like they're, you know, they're basically have superhuman powers at that point in their life. Like the fact that we need to treat them like a, a delicate little flower is like, it's logically and medically kind of ridiculous you know? Yeah. Short of like direct trauma. Like, okay, I don't, you know, you don't have to be doing burpees and landing on your pregnant belly. Like I'll give you that. But why couldn't a woman do an intense set of pull-ups? Like what risk could possibly happen there? You know, or, or leg exercises like, Hey, you are carrying and bearing more weight. Why wouldn't you want your lower body to be stronger? You know, like all these things that we know are just healthy in other populations. So it just cracks me up. But then we have to deal with the legal aspects of like, oh, that's risky. Oh, that's this. So kudos to that guy for finding through the, you know, yeah. telling his uh, attorney, hey, I pay you. Shut up. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so uh, so I'm interested in in let's let's just thin slice this real quick to that the the pregnancy part because I okay. think that's um, because postpartum there's always not always but there's oftentimes complications or. Um, not necessarily birthing complications, but you have to kind of go through more of a diagnostic process. But the early pregnancy is pretty, pretty much a smooth road for most people to exercise, right? Yes. What, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, like, what were the like big signposts you developed, you you discovered along the way to what are the things that basically every pregnant woman should be doing? So I here's how I like to explain it: is I like to bring awareness to that there are a lot of variables when working mm-hmm. with prenatal women. I talk about this in my pre-postnatal exercise specialist course that I teach to instructors because I believe every fitness professional out there needs to understand mm-hmm. not just modifications uh, during pregnancy, but actually understanding the variables. So how I look at that is, you know, we look at it where a woman starts when she gets pregnant. What is her physical activity been like? Is she super athletic? Is she a professional athlete? versus was this woman a little more sedentary, right? Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, obviously it's really, you know, great to like make sure the doctor approves her to exercise, right? (laughs) Legal stuff. Um, But beyond that, it really comes down to going off of where she, what, what she was doing prior to pregnancy. So what I tend to see is women who were more extreme athletes, she's gonna have to start to bring it that down intensity, you know, a couple notches pretty quickly because all of a sudden now there's so much going on in her body, right? So that's pretty common sense. We get that. Now with the woman who's more sedentary, this is where I see actually a huge difference because we used to say, oh, well, do what you were doing before. Well, if she wasn't really active, she's like, well, I don't know what to do. Right. Because for some women, this is the most inspired for fitness they've ever been in their life. Right. Exactly. And here's the really cool thing is that women can get so much stronger during pregnancy, which fascinates me. Um, And so you can take a woman who was sedentary and obviously, you know, gradually um, increase her exercises and intensity within reason. Right. I say that. But it's like we actually can have a pregnant woman that was more sedentary before, you know, and a healthy woman, of course. Right not 
extremely overweight or anything like that, but, um, and really work to gradually increase what she's doing. Now we have to take into consideration, obviously certain modifications, things like that. Um, and even for your super athletic woman, like she can maintain a good chunk of her strength and cardio, because even though she feels like she's pulling her intensity down from what she was doing, I'm of the belief and research seems to show by, by just keeping your stamina up to where it feels okay for you, we're really going to keep her VO2 max. We're going to keep her strength there. So even though she may feel like she's having to cut back her weight a little bit, cut back the intensity, um, and also reminding our pregnant moms, like, look, like it's a, it's a short period of time. That's like the reality of all of this. So really just, you know, getting her, I think lifting weights is great. I think, you know, really going off of where she was before, of course, except for us sedentary moms, we've got to teach her proper movement, which I know your listeners are doing, right? Um, And so that's obviously huge. My bigger piece with all of this that, you know, I used to be much more like, okay, if she was lifting really intense and heavy barbells and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like if she feels good doing that, I used to be more of the stance that she could keep doing that. Here's my, over the last, I don't know how many years, because I've stumbled upon, you know, working with so many more women that have dysfunction and pelvic floor dysfunction, specifically peeing of the pants, right? The incontinence, right? Something that in a more fitness realm, women just say to each other, oh, well, honey, that's normal because you've had babies, right? That is the normal thing that's said societally. And this is something that I always feel like when we're in that professional setting that we Mm -hmm. need to actually open up this communication Mm -hmm. with our prenatal, postnatal, oh, actually any of our female population for that matter. So this is a really, really big key, important piece when it comes to what activity she should be doing when she's pregnant. If she is peeing her pants or having any leaking with anything she's doing, she's got to pull it back. It's too much on her pelvic floor and she's actually potentially risking causing more harm to her pelvic floor by lifting too heavy, still running, things like that. And some women can do it for quite a long time during her pregnancy, but Mm -hmm. most cannot. And so this is where it's like... I talk about variables. It's not just like a yes or a no. (laughs) Is this more common in second pregnancy, you know, second and and beyond, or even in the first, Mm -hmm. do you see? It depends because some women, and I actually see women who have a history of lifting heavier and being runners and things like that. Mm -hmm. She tends to have too tight of a pelvic floor. And when I'm talking pelvic floor, it's not just her pelvic floor. It's a combination of what's going on with her pelvis, her hips, her inner thighs, her low back, her rest of her deep core, right? Right. It's like kind of 360 degree or more, I guess. It's it's more like a all sides (laughs) of a kidney bean that you have to make sure are stable, right? Yeah. You have to look at everything. You can't just address pelvic floor. Um, and so I do actually see first time moms, a lot of them who have that extreme fitness background, I've got to pull her back even more. Cause she's like, yeah, I, I pee my pants a little bit when I'm going for a run. And I'm like, I know you, I know that's like, and, and so my first thing I always try to teach is like, we've got to teach her how to properly activate her deep core. Like that's mm-hmm. obviously the big thing is education, which I know you're a super big on. We're going to educate our clients. Um, but then the next piece is like, okay, if we're teaching her how to properly activate her deep core um, and including the pelvic floor, and this also comes in the conversation of if she needs to learn how to release and relax, because mm-hmm. so many times these women are so tight and restricted, she doesn't know how to release and relax. And that's part of why she's maybe dealing with some incontinence issues. Yeah. Um, and 
if she stays too tight and too restricted, then when it comes to birth and pushing baby out, she can have a harder time potentially Mm. pushing because she's so tight. And then when those contractions happen, what does the body want to do with pain? It wants to mm. grip even tighter. So it's mm. like, I like to correlate like, okay, what is she doing during pregnancy? How could that potentially help her with birth and also postpartum recovery versus just let's safe it during pregnancy, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes what's keeping her fit and super strong may or may not be amazing for her. It could, if she has absolutely no dysfunction in her body, mm-hmm. but that's not majority of our pregnant moms. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than like, uh, I've worked with a lot of old crusty guys. Uh, I work with a lot of older golfers and they're crusty is just a nice way to say they're, they're typically, but when you talk about the relaxation, it's amazing. If you just get their low back to relax, how much more turn they'll have in golf, how much, you know, you can get about 50% of them to touch their toes within five minutes by just teaching them how to freaking turn off a muscle um, and then turn it on when you need stability. And it's, it's, you know, the world contributes to the stiffness in different ways, like sitting all the time and some different motions. But, uh, I never thought about that correlation that you're talking about, of of the stability during a run or the stiffness or lack of relaxation, and then how that would affect the childbirth process. Although now, as you say that, I can think, oh yeah, of course, like, you know, we're, we need a, a almost a fully relaxed state and it's going to be flooded with, uh, I can't remember the hormone, but you know, and it's going to, is going to go to super relaxation and relaxing. expansion. Yeah. Ironically, relaxing. Relaxing. Yeah. yeah. That's what they should be doing <laughs> is relaxing. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, <clears throat> so when you, uh, when you start out with those, uh, uh, pregnant and, and is it prepartum? Is that what it is? Is that also is that uh, synonym? prenatal? Prenatal. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is how, this is why I wanted to have you on is like just even clarifying the language here. So prenatal, (laughs) as you're working through that, those things, do you have like an assessment that you, that you teach or like a process of like, Hey, just check these things off this list. And obviously if there's a problem, we need to figure out why, but let's just confirm these things are, are in place. Well, one of the biggest things is just taking her through some basic movements. And mm-hmm. like, if I'm working with her one-on-one, it might look a little bit different than if she's doing an online program of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still about, for me, it comes back to fundamentals, right? Like, obviously, you know, squats are huge and a powerful exercise. I love them for pregnancy, um, but that's a basic movement. Moms are up and down all day long. So I'm always going to make sure I'm going to teach my pregnant moms, like you've got to learn how to do a squat effectively. And if she's not, or we see imbalances, right? We have to then go from there. And we see, I see a lot of, I see so much um, glute tucking, or I should say pelvis tucking. Um, You know, we've been so ingrained in fitness uh, to suck the belly to spine and really tuck and jam the pelvis. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially in the female population, if they've gone to bar classes, nothing against them. They can, you know, be great if we untuck the pelvis. But Mm -hmm. this is where I find that we're coming into pregnancy with a lot of dysfunction already, but she doesn't necessarily have pain or anything yet because she hasn't had this magnitude of stress put on her body yet. So then all of a sudden we have all these new hormones relaxing being one of them. And we can really start to see, you know, Oh my gosh, are we really restricted in the right side of the pelvis? And the left side is getting yanked on, right? She starts getting SI pulling and, you know, Mm -hmm. discomfort. SI, you know, SI pain is very common 
during pregnancy, but it's something that um, I believe we can get rid of or at least dramatically minimize. Sometimes it comes down to how baby, how she's holding baby, right? We don't hold baby perfectly square in the belly, right? Baby attaches to one side. So we have to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes you'll, you know, there could be a woman where like, you know, even again, and I'll send them occasionally like go to a chiropractor because sometimes we need those adjustments. But then we also have to be really working on strengthening mm-hmm. and releasing, relaxing, like it's apple balanced, right? Within the mm-hmm. body. Um, one of the big fundamentals I really teach, whether I'm working with them one-on-one or um, in my online program is going through basically the deep core strengthening, which requires little movements. Um, it's like, you know, just breath work, number one, right? We notice a lot of moms really restricted in their breathing. They don't Mm -hmm. even know how to breathe deep into their pelvis. Um, And so that's powerful to be able to just breathe, release and relax. Um, How is she able to do a simple pelvic tilt or a hip roll, right? So she's laying on her back and doing and using her breath to do little tiny pelvic tilts. And that will teach her and give her a lot of feedback to like, oh, am I jamming and using my glutes and hamstrings? And I think that that's what's actually, she thinks she's using her pelvic floor, mm-hmm. deep core, but she's actually using her glutes and hamstrings to f- try to forcefully connect with her pelvic floor. That's a big yeah. dysfunctional movement that I see all the time. So I speak to that <laughs> often. Um, and the pelvic tilt hip roll position, even though I know she's on her back and, and honestly, let's, can I clarify something with the whole on your back during pregnancy? <laughs> for everybody. I'm sure some people know this if they work with this population. Um, but I actually see that it's a pretty big myth that pregnant women can't lay on their back for a short period of time where like we look at the risks and the pros and the cons. And if you have a healthy Mm -hmm. woman and she's listening to her body and, you know, especially in the first half or so of her pregnancy, I like to get her on her back and we'll do pelvic tilts into hip rolls where she then rolls her hips up into kind of that bridging position Mm -hmm. because it's going to give her so much feedback of like, Oh, am I using my deep core muscles? Mm-hmm. Or am I really forcing my body with my glutes and hamstrings and super locked in my pelvis, which is not ideal because we need those hips to open and expand to make room for baby. Um, and then it also is going to teach her, she'll learn how to articulate her spine up and down. And it is amazing when women learn this, how much mobility she can have in her lumbar spine like the week she's going to give birth. Like I see it time and time again, because she actually learns how to articulate and she is going to feel so much better <laughs> when she can have that mobility in her spine. Obviously it's minimal, but it's there because so many other pregnant women, if they don't learn this deep core training and don't learn how to articulate their spine and how to breathe correctly, they're really locked up in their low back. And it's like, well, that's why we have all this pain and dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. That, that's funny that you say that. Cause ironically, like the biggest breakthrough you can have with, again, those old crusty golfers is if you just, so we always check their pelvic tilt and their ability to rotate their pelvis. Mm-hmm. So tilt their pelvis in golf position without moving their shoulders and then rotate their pelvis in golf position without moving their shoulders if you just watch those two things, you will get so much information. And when you, and I would say 70 to 80% of the people that come in to see me can't do that without some help. Like they just can't either comprehend what you're asking them to do, or they don't have the control, or there's a lack of range of motion or something. But you just work on that for a while and just teach them how to use the right muscles to tilt their pelvis. And they, they think, they think that, you walk on water. I mean, it's like, whoa, what, how was I able to do that? I feel like I'm working so much less hard and, you know, like I'm not swinging that hard and the ball's going much faster and and therefore much further and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny whenever I go through these things, like 
we all come back to the same thing, right? Like if you talk to the best in the world about treating low back pain mechanically, they're like, oh yeah, have you checked the pelvic floor and the diaphragm and, you know, teach them to breathe. All right. Well, what if I'm teaching them golf? Have you checked the pelvic floor and, you know, the diaphragm and taught them to breathe? Okay. Well, what if it's a woman who's pregnant? I would check the pelvic floor, look at the diaphragm, make sure they know how to breathe. Yes, exactly. I mean, it is, right? It's like, yeah. we, we want this like magic thing to happen. It's like, it yeah. really is so fundamental, but societally, like everything mm-hmm. that so many of those people are hearing mm-hmm. is not that, right? It's right. like, go harder, yeah. or go home. And it's like, and it, that's great when your body can do that. But mm. if that's actually leading to dysfunction, then that's where we have a big problem. And I'm having mm. that conversation all the time with my mom. Yeah. And, you know, she gets pregnant and I'm like, you know, she wants to keep doing all this. But, and a lot of times it's, and I've been teaching this for long enough now. And it's really interesting when I'll have a mom that, you know, maybe she kind of listened to me in that first pregnancy. She has her baby. She's like, I don't need you for your postpartum recovery. She goes and does her own thing. And then, you know, she starts having some, some problems and then she gets pregnant again and she's like okay Eric and I really need you and I'm gonna trust you I'm gonna totally listen to you but it's like why do we have to get to this place of dysfunction in order to actually change you know change habits right so that's when I try to always speak to to prevention so anyone that gets a chance to work with pregnant women even if they're not having any ailments, it's like, great, yeah. well, let's teach her all this stuff. So she doesn't have to suffer like so many women do. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you keep talking about um, some of this education, and whatnot. If people are interested, like you, so you have some courses and some education yes. for providers for fitness. And, and if I'm a chiropractor, I want to learn some rehab skills. You have that type of education. I do. Yeah. yeah. I have a pre-postnatal exercise specialist course designed okay. for- Okay. throw it out so that people can, yeah. if they're interested in this population, they can find it? Yeah. So you can find it on my website at ericazeal.com. And um, yeah, I mean, it's over 20 hours of training really geared towards the outside the box thinking. And I tackle yeah. uh, the variables to training pregnant women. So. And it's Erica with a C and your yeah. last name is Z-I-E-L. Zeal. Yep. All right. Thank cool. You. Yeah. Yeah, I just want people to be able to find it because, I, again, I think that this is like a, a, a you know, a pot of gold uh, to work with from, you know, the, <laughs> I'm just thinking too, uh, maybe it's just my stereotyping, but uh, like prenatal women seem to be very motivated and very excited, oftentimes tired, but excited, positive, you know, they're, they're at a very high point in their life. Whereas, you know, some of these crusty old country club golfers I work with are, you know, stodgy old uh, guys that are like, oh, I'll always have pain. Like they're not at the same season in their life, you know? So I think it's one of the greatest things about having a gym and having fitness in your facility as a chiropractor is, you know, in the clinic, you deal with people who are in pain and sometimes it's not the best day of their life. And one of the greatest things about having a gym is there are people 20 feet from you uh, hugging, high-fiving, fist-bumping, you know, like cheering because somebody just got a PR and whatnot, or, hey, it was the first time I did that rep with no pain, blah, blah. And it's so exciting. And so that totally affects the energy within the practice as well. You know, it's so much easier to show up to work when people are uh, sweating and high-fiving than it is when people are like telling you one more time that, oh, I can't, I can't do anything. You know, it hurts every time I move. And so I, I think if nothing else, that's why you should add fitness to your facility. It's like, it just makes your days so much easier. 
Yeah, well, help with prevention too, right? And that's why, you know, yeah. speaking of this population too, right, of women, you know, typically a lot of the women I work with, 30s and 40, you know, early mm-hmm. 40s, we have a lot of women in their early 40s having babies. And, um, you know, and they get to a place in their life where they're like, I want to do it right, um, you know, and it's also an amazing time to work to teach her how to, how to move mm-hmm. correctly so that she doesn't end up in her 60s and 70s with all these aches and pains. It can seem so far removed, right? But, um, but it really isn't because I've worked with the women that on the other side down the road that have had the dysfunction and they're always like, if I'd only known, right? Like, so we all have the power to help teach all this, which is exciting. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Nice. So um, let's talk about uh, something that I, I know will come up along this path, but, you know, talking as a, as a man talking to a woman right now, like bridging the gap, especially on our first visit about talking about incontinence and, um, you know, is there any leakage, things like that is sometimes uncomfortable, right? And yet it sounds like it's so common that you need to bring it up with everybody because there's a very high likelihood it's, it's happening. Right. So uh, I don't know if it's in your coursework specifically, but speaking to like the communication and, and things to bridge early, um, what tricks do you have for us guys or people who are just uncomfortable talking about this with patients? How do you bridge that first conversation about like, hey, we need to address this elephant in the room, which is if you're peeing during workouts, it's too intense and we need to back it off. I think addressing it from an, you know, anatomy perspective, I like to use the word pelvic floor. And, um, you know, I think in the beginning, obviously, maybe it can feel really awkward, but when we have good purpose behind Mm -hmm. it, and even, even initially, maybe explaining to our female clients, like why, you know, Mm -hmm. like, here, I'm going to ask you a question, it may be a little uncomfortable, but it's really important, you know, as her, you know, trainer, or, you know, the provider helping guide her through a program that like, we need to know this information because it can give us clues to how to optimally create a better program for her. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I mean, I'm big on communication. Um, always, you know, having a why behind everything. And if we can just lay it out and like, and really going about it in just a super professional manner, like, yeah. Don't be all weird and like, don't, don't sound shy about it. Like, I don't know, maybe, you know, for men, like if you're married or a female in your life, like practice saying it with her first. So like you can get all the weirdness out of it. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have some demonstrations of those conversations, by the way, in your, in your course? I don't, but that's something I can do in group coaching and maybe I'll have to add that. Yeah. I, think I don't be, get a lot of men, but I wish more men would take the course because that's who really, you know, yeah. I get a lot of women um, and, but we get the occasional male, but I do yeah. wish more would because yeah. a lot of pregnant women have well, male. Speaking trainers. to that, by the way, so not, a lot of listeners here might, might work with a lot of trainers in their area. And what would you be looking for in a clinician that you would feel safe to refer. So if you were working in your local area, if you're referring your one-on-one clients or somebody that's doing your online coaching and they say, Hey, I have pain, you know, certainly we would love to have a, a, you know, you to be confident enough to say, Oh, in your area in Seattle, this is our favorite person, you know, but what do you look for there? And is it just, Hey, I'm looking for a woman that's given birth or is there, 
Is it more no. the education piece? <laughs> it's definitely the education piece. And so what we do for those that go through our program, we have like just the course option or the certification mm-hmm. option. So if you go the certification route, then you have to submit a video proving to us like the, like we get to see that video interaction. Um, and it's like case studies and it's, it's pretty, there's quite a bit to it. Cause I didn't want just like a quick training where someone could go and be like, Oh, you know, I'm pre postnatal certified. Um, mm-hmm. so you do have to go through that extent and we do have a list of instructors. Um, and so, yeah, because I know there's a lot of people out there that say they're pre postnatal certified, but then I hear, what they're doing. And I'm like, Ooh, we're still missing the mark. Um, because sometimes we're stuck in the modification, like modification is actually like the smallest piece that I teach because at the end of the day, like that's easy peasy. It's really understanding what to look for in your clients and how do we address modifications? Right. And so when we know that, okay, I feel confident sending them to someone who's been through my instructor training course, cause she's got the layout and the blueprints and like she knows, or he knows what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know because, uh, you know, I'm sure that in some areas, the best option is anybody that's really gone down the DNS route or, or discuss, you know, talked about the pelvic floor and, or has a training in Pilates or yoga and, and that has gone that route will, I think inherently just do a better job of working with women because it's in that prenatal stage because the, the anatomy is playing such a large role. And understanding what the normals are is like the first step to understanding all of anatomy. So I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, So we talked about communication. We talked about referrals. Uh, Secondly, when, when do you feel like it's okay for women afterwards? How do we know, again, like from the idea of being a coach or a clinician, how do we know that it's okay for them to now go back to what we would say normal or, you know, full full go. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time for this today, but I'll try to fast track it for you. There's a saying, the most scientific answer to any question is it depends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dr. Josh, that was, it, it depends. Um, okay. To give some more concrete answers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always say, obviously she needs to have her doctor's approval before she goes back to, we'll say quote exercise. Mm-hmm. I also want to be clear in that I do think it's really important for women in those early weeks of postpartum to do some light movement, reconnect their breath with their pelvic floor, get back to some gentle movements. Cause here's the deal. A lot of moms don't just have a newborn. They've got a toddler. They might have another child. So she's not sedentary. And if she's worked through her entire pregnancy to stay strong. And then we're like, Oh, you can't do anything for six weeks. She's going to feel like a crazy person mentally be like, I need to do something. So instead of her, like not knowing what to do and her risking mm-hmm. actually like, Oh, I'm two weeks postpartum. And I feel like I want to go for a run, which we do not want her doing because that can actually lead to a lot of pelvic floor problems, Mm -hmm. worsening diastasis, all this kind of stuff is that we want to give her a plan. And this is conversation that has to happen while she's still pregnant. And I always am big on preaching that. So we have to have that plan for her of what is she going to do? And this is a really big, she's got to listen to her body, which is a big one. And just really gradually increasing like walking and just really gentle movement, posture. How is she holding her baby and nursing and all those little things, right? So those are things we want to teach her actually while she's pregnant. So she knows what to do afterwards. Um, Then when she's been you know, given the green light by her doctor, everything's good. She's feeling, you know, pretty good. She's not having, well, maybe she's having some pain because she hasn't been doing her strength. Who knows? Sometimes that happens. Um, and we can get her gradually moving back into exercise. So my 
I can't, I don't ever say like, okay, once she's been approved for exercise, she doesn't go back to doing her pre-pregnancy workouts. That's like a big notion. We actually really need to try to stay away from because she has relaxant in her body still potentially up to six months postpartum. So any woman in those first six months postpartum that still has a lot of relaxant really risks um, doing extra damage to her pelvic floor. If she's got diastasis, it can actually worsen by going into step two intense. And this can be hard, especially for our high intense work, you know, athletes and women who really want to work out hard. So we have to get creative. <laughs> um, but ideally we kind of want to go back. Like what was she doing in her third trimester? Let's mm-hmm. start there and see how she's doing and just like work our way backwards. Now, obviously when she's postpartum, she can lay on her back, like but the door opens a lot, right. To what she can do. Um, but this is what I teach inside my core rehab program, which I actually initially designed it because I had moved back to the Midwest and I started working with so many new moms and they had so much dysfunction and there were so many tears. And in one session of me working with her, she was like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. And she's like, wow, you gave me hope for the first time ever that I don't have to have surgery that, you know, and these are women that were like in their even twenties. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is not okay that these women are feeling this way. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's great that they love what you did for them, but like where it's coming from is like, Whoa, this shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that was when I had this light bulb moment. I was like, we need to teach women fundamentals. And um, again, I know it's hard for our are women who want to be working out harder, but ultimately when she can have a more gradual, you know, recover, return back to her exercise program, mm-hmm. she's going to be stronger. Um, she's potentially than before having babies. Cause I've heard that a lot from my moms that are like, especially with the in the running world, right. They're like, I want to run, but Eric, I'm trusting you that you're like telling me, okay, I won't run until I'm at this phase in core rehab, you know, and, and all these things. And gradually, not just like one day, Oh, I'm going to go run three miles and I haven't run since, you know, however long. Um, so that is really important. Like the progression. Don't worry, there's so many people so after like, you know, they come in and they're like, Oh yeah, my, I, 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 my low back hurts so much. I, I don't know if I'll ever run again. Smash cut two weeks later, you go, listen, you can start back running, but take it easy. And then they come in the following visit going, my back's a little sore. Oh, really? What happened? I ran nine miles. I was like, yes. what part of like getting back to running easy is nine <laughs> miles? Because I'm, it's a little bit different than what I think, you know, but. Yeah, exactly. So it's again, back to what you were saying earlier, like communication is so important, Um, but it's so amazing because I see these women, these moms that when she trusts in her body and trusts in this process of allowing healing to take place and doing things that, you know, are gentle and super effective, but we're moving, like she's doing strength exercises, um, but doing them in a correct way. And she finally gets back to her running or other stuff. Like she's running faster and stronger than before kids. It's awesome. I've seen that in the, uh, in a lot of gyms I go to, like once women get postpartum and probably a year after that, there's some serious strength gains. There's some serious cardio gains. It's, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah. Hey, one thing I did want to do is talk real quick. Uh, if you don't mind about our new, our new software clinic gym connect. And the reason for it is we can build automated conversations that we can, uh, build those conversations out and send them to our patients at the right time. So when Erica's talking about talking to women after they deliver, if we know when that is, we can start sending them the right information, education, tips, things like that in a campaign in a way that that those women are ready to hear it and communicate in a high level way. And communication always leads to more engagement, higher patient satisfaction, and a feeling of confidence from your patients to feel like, hey, this person knows what they're talking about. 
and I trust them with my care. So that can all be built within uh, your Clinic Gym Connect system. We can have the, those messages. Maybe you want to include a video for everybody. Maybe you want to include a research article. You can build it all and it will be systematic and a process that every one of your postpartum females can go through. And hopefully a lot of them see some huge benefits. So if you're interested in setting up those conversations, then check out clinicgymconnect.com. Again, that's clinicgymconnect.com where you can uh, get started with that software so that we can put these conversations together. So Erica, uh, final thoughts here for, for folks that are working with these that want to get either get started with uh, prenatal postpartum women or that are working with them. What, what would be your, the biggest takeaway you've had in the last five years of working in this population? Is really learn how to identify um, identify and how to teach her about her deep core. Because at the end of the day, when we can really teach that, translate that mm-hmm. to our pre, postnatal, and beyond population, um, that's kind of this really amazing base foundation. And then we can build mm. off of that. And it's really a good guideline to know, do we need to modify or, Hey, we're doing great. Can we up it today? You know, things like that. So it's, so really that's your, good your marker, the speedometer on your dashboard is, you know, can they <laughs> get to the yeah. deep core? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. Well, Erica, give out your website one more time because we do want, uh, I think there's probably quite a few listeners listening to this and going, Hey, that's an area I definitely want to study. Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much. Um, but my website is ericazeal.com. Um, last name is spelled Z-I-E-L. And of course, you can find me um, on Instagram at ericazeal as well. So if you have any questions, I always invite you to just reach out. What kind out of to stuff are you post on Instagram? Are you, is it tips about working with, uh, you know, workouts for, for prenatal we do a lot of, um, well, I actually have, I actually have my knocked up fitness brand. That's really geared towards prenatal. Um, and then on my Erica Zeal side, we kind of, it's a little bit broader. We talk more mm-hmm. pelvic floor, deep core posture. Oh, so for anybody um, dealing with movement. pelvic floor issues, Erica Zeal is yeah. one. Yeah. Knocked up fitness is just a, more a for little a rebel prenatal. group of women who are <laughs> working out for pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> I love the name. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, Erica Zeal, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you today and uh, love, I love that we, it's so funny that we all come back to, can they tilt their pelvis? Can they use their deep core muscles? Like that's really how they should start, you know, personal trainer, uh, strength coach and chiropractic school is like, we're going to start with this and then we'll teach you everything else afterwards. <laughs> you know, yeah. thank you so much, Dr. Josh. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, on behalf of Erica, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by clinicgymconnect.com, clinicgymconnect.com. Now, if you want to grow your practice, add a gym, provide great customer service, whatever you want to do in your clinic or in your gym, Clinic Gym Connect can help you do it faster, easier, more efficiently, and make your patients and clients fall in love with you. So just check it out at clinicgymconnect.com.